Hello, welcome to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft Podcast. Chris is here and I'm going to ask him a very deep and meaningful question, right? Chris, does being evil have a price? No, I'm amazing. And is that price £666? <laughs> or is that price an eternity in hell? I, d I don't know. Does being evil have a price? No, nah, hell's a holiday. Some would say that it does, but then others would say, well, there's some truly evil people in the world that seem to get away with everything. They seem to get away with murder, Chris. Do they truly get away? Well, some of our good Christian friends would say they can never truly escape because they may live a long, fulfilling, happy life, sipping cocktails on the beach after committing great problem, you know, problems for the world, fraud, you know, what else is a big one? Uh, genocide, all of that sort of stuff. But then they die and then they get their repercussions. Some of our other uh, new agey friends would say, well, it's all right, Liam, don't worry, next time they'll come back as a slug. And I'd be like, hmm, okay, that's all very convenient. So does evil truly have a price? And is it one that's uncomfortable? Something that you wouldn't want to pay. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not of the feeling that <laughs> there is cosmic order in such a way. That sounds too much like morality to me. Yes, which doesn't really exist in other planes, does it? <laughs> exactly. So it's quite a human construct. Does it have any real, real matter? Well, I say it's a human construct. Other animals have it. Um, it is interesting. Evil. How would you define evil? What would you define as evil? You know? I mean, we could give you the, the short answer. You would just look in the mirror, wouldn't you? But, I mean, in terms of, like, a written form, what would be the definition of evil? And whilst you're thinking about it and telling us, I'll Google define evil and see what we get. I would probably say evil is, again, a very moral construct. So I would say the definition is probably something along the lines of um, does things against the... Um, oh, God, I can't think of the word I want against the community or whatever whatever you call that collective. Okay. So my Google defined evil. No pictures of you have come up yet, but there are four pictures that have come up. One being a little devil emoji, which I think is interesting and quite telling. It's clearly quite a Western thing. There's another picture of a word e-v-i-l there's some random thing i think that looks like someone with a pitchfork and then there's just some man with glasses with evil written underneath them so that's what's coming up on the google image search it says evil dictionary profoundly immoral and wicked or as a noun 
profound immorality and wickedness, especially when regarded as a supernatural force. His struggle against the forces of evil. That's interesting. Thinking of evil as a supernatural force. That would even be, some would might even consider that to be some of these energies that we talk about, you know? Because people could talk about love energy and such, and love being a stream of energy that people tap into for all sorts of new age shitty magics. Is there one for evil? Is evil a stream? I've never really thought well, of it. Well, there's kind of Star Wars version of the world to this. Is polarity's point of view. There is a if there's a great good, there must be a great evil to balance things out. Well, here's a big one. This is the one that comes up on a Google search with pictures and that. Evil in a general sense is defined as the opposite or absence of good. No shit, Sherlock. Mm. I mean, come on. It can be an extremely broad concept, I'll give them that. Although in everyday usage, it is often more narrowly used to talk about profound wickedness and against common good. So that's going what, what you were saying, going against the tribe, I suppose. Does that? That would be that would be kind of what that's my way. That's me trying to define something that is moral and Western, I guess is entirely reliant on uh, Western ethics. Um, I'm not sure the Eastern concept of evil is exactly the same. Mm. Uh, what's interesting is the repeated use of the word wickedness. I don't feel we use enough wickedness. I want to be wicked. I like that. Do you have a craving for it, a craving to be wicked? And by wicked, what does that mean? Does that mean throwing some sort of sass at someone, throwing shade on people, or does that mean wicked is in having another prinkle? Oh, how wicked I am! Stealing candy from a baby, maybe that's wicked. I don't know. What would what's your idea of wicked? Because I consider it to be like one of those kind of amusing compliments people give you, like mm. you're a bad boy. When someone calls you a bad boy. I generally think that's flirting. Yeah, no, I think I think wickedness makes me think of dropping a house on somebody or or stealing something from a good person. Oh, but come on, is there truly any good quote unquote people in the world? What do you define as a good person? Oh, well, that's even that does more nighty nighty stuff than baddy baddy stuff. Maybe. Oh, I can see you're in profound deep thought now. I've triggered something. Oh, I just I like the word wickedness, and I'm I'm trying to kind of define it in real terms. Um, as my students would say. IRL in real life. I really don't like that. <laughs> IRL. <laughs> oh my gosh. Students <laughs> are like live in virtual worlds now, don't they? So they they have the shorthand for um short for reality, which I think is really sweet. It's very creepy. 
Oh, very creepy. Showing our ages now, aren't we? <laughs> oh, it's not really a thing <laughs> in real life. You want to meet up? What, IRL? Because you say that someone says you want to meet up, you actually have to say, like, in person, and they go, like, what, IRL? As in, what do you mean? You mean actually in real life, in person meet up, not just, like, text, FaceTime later. That is what yeah. this world has come to. And I mean, like, I can understand that most people are coming out of lockdown kind of ideas for all this uh, pandemic stuff where people get locked in their houses and that, can't go out other than to walk the dog for an hour. Um, but, you know, this in real life thing is interesting. When people say evil, I always have like a warm, fuzzy feeling about evil because when I compare evil, I don't necessarily see evil as bad. Like bad is you're naughty, you've done the wrong thing. Bad is someone else telling you you've done something that they dislike, right? Evil to me, I think of um, really cool costumes and great one-liners and style because I think of supervillains when I think evil. Yeah, that's the you thing. Know? I don't really think like evil as in like terrible Adolf Hitler or those types of things. That doesn't strike me as evil. No, same. Something else, but it doesn't. That doesn't immediately come to my mind. What immediately comes to my mind is like super villains. When is evil? Somewhat camp, great one-liners, good sense of style, really, really progress the plot line. You know, because there's this TV show I'm watching at the moment, and we'll get onto magic and witchcraft at some point, no doubt. But there's this TV show, right, that someone was talking to me about. So far, I'll give this a go. Uh, it's called The Boys, and it's on Amazon, right? And it's about superheroes, but they're basically all assholes. Okay, because all these superhero movies like Superman and that, yeah, they go through their struggles. They might go dark for a little bit, but genuinely they're like goody-goodies, aren't they? Apart from maybe Deadpool. Whereas everyone in, in this The Boys show thing, they've all got like their own agenda. They're all, as you would imagine real superheroes to be like right they're all attention seeking fame whores you know and i find the whole concept of that really rather fascinating there's this one person in it uh who's supposed to be like a bad baddie homelander his name is i don't want to spoil it so anyone that, that haven't watched this you should you know turn us off now um but he's basically uh, uh self-obsessed self-absorbed and he does really bad things but would i describe him as evil yeah, I don't that's, know. that's my general mo is your general mo is to be self-absorbed i know that but are you evil because i i don't think you do that much evil shit i think if you're to do something evil it's generally on a whim you know you generally do it without thinking about it. I think you're not the sort, like, I'm the sort to stew on something and think, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to think, yeah, I definitely want to go through with this, but I want to make it worse than I originally, at the time, thought I would make it, you know? Well, you're a little bit more kind of, I think, if it's going to happen immediately after someone's upset you. I'm best served cold type. 
But anyway, there's this superhero baddie who's called Homelander, and it all stems from, like, from what I can tell, insecurity. And for me, he does really nasty things, things that I wouldn't want to do myself and I dislike, and I sympathise with some people in that. It's difficult to sympathise with some of them because they're all, you know, most of them are assholes, which is what I quite like. It's very real life. It's very IRL, Chris. Um, <laughs> as opposed to AOL, <laughs> if that's still a thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I I dislike it, and I find I think that with a lot of these kind of storylines and that you have someone that's like that that's very dislikable, that everyone's supposed to hate, but that's just and they get away with it, but that's just so that it makes it all the more satisfying when eventually they get killed off or have to suffer or something like that, which eventually you'll probably end up getting killed off or something. But like, it is, it is one of those things. I was listening to someone talk about um, why TV shows and movies and stuff like that nowadays are really shit. And a lot of it is due to the, the evil characters, the baddies being really weak. Like the whole Star Wars franchise did that, didn't it, with those latest movies that came out. It's like you can't really sympathise with the characters because the baddies in it are really weak, the goodies in it are really weak, and they're just all a pile of cucks, I think. I think that's the term that gets banded around. And I do think that in order for a hero to shine, they need to be up against something that's actually quite dangerous and scary and that. And a lot of villains and stuff that you see nowadays, look at what they did to the Daleks and that in Doctor Who. They're just so easily defeated all the time, you know? Cool. Not even, they don't even, yeah, it's not even like there's a lot of effort that seems to go with it. I know that's probably just poor writing, but I don't know. I mean, evil, evil is against the common good i suppose you'd say but there was also this thing that i was watching it was uh some old thing from the bbc archive torchwood i think it's called and in it they basically had these aliens and they had to basically the aliens wanted 10 percent of the children in the world so the governments and that get together and say look are we going to do this are we not going to do this and one of them chimed up and said look i know we're all thinking this why don't we if we have to give 10 percent of the children we'll just give all the poor ones and the ones that don't do very well at school you know all the scumbaggy you know cheapo poor ones not the middle class ones not the nice ones or the ones with the good grades let's just have a little look at the in the schooling system um and the records and everything and see what all the poor achievers are and we'll round them up and give them and i was thinking that's very logical that's incredibly logical because they're thinking well all these people they're going to end up on benefits they're going to end up being bad you know they're going to be the future people that are just going to get locked up in prison anyway why don't we just you know and we've got a problem with overpopulation that why don't we just get rid of the dregs and I sat there and I thought, that is immoral. I think that that is immoral. But is that the right thing to do? Because I think there's two options, really. There's to have a lottery of random people get, you know, a lottery of, oh, sorry, you've your numbers come up, we'll give you to the aliens, right? 
So that's an option, which I think is the general consensus as to what would be the best option, possibly. Second option would be get rid of all of the trouble, the dregs and all that kind of thing. And then the third option is, well, we should just all die. We can't, I can't choose between what children, so all as a species will just get exterminated and killed off. And I'm kind of thinking, well, to me, I see the merit in that because I've worked with a number of magical traditions that have also taken that stance of, well, we have magical knowledge and stuff to bestow, but no one's worthy. Do we water it down and give it out to the masses or do, do, do we just go extinct with the last initiate? And generally speaking, they always just go extinct. Interesting. So evil, does being evil have a price? Ultimately, from what I can tell in this world, it's all about power. It's not about necessarily what is right and what is wrong. Most of the time, I believe, is what you can get away with. And you may be evil or may not be evil, but ultimately, who gets to decide that? I like to think of myself as evil. I often go and tell people that I'm evil. But unfortunately, some people disagree with me. People that I've been nice to in the past or have gone out of my way to help say, Liam, you are not evil. You are such a nice person. But at the same time, some people really do think that I may be the Antichrist, the devil incarnate. They think that I'm evil, truly evil. But that's probably just because they're biased because of the evil things I've done to them, Chris. Probably. But were those things justified? Hmm. Difficult, isn't it? There's this TV show I've yet to watch that I've been told. I think it's called Dexter, where it's like a serial killer that kills other serial killers. And I think, well, is that good or bad? It's like, well, he's doing a service by killing serial killers to a certain extent. But then it depends on when, where you look at it. I mean, if we do have an overpopulation problem, is that is probably the sort of thing we should encourage. But from a morality perspective, <laughs> you know? Is that something that we should encourage or not? Is the true um, test whether you can get away with it? Because I always say that it is. You know, when I've got students that want to do really bad things, I say, look, you may go and do this really bad piece of magic and you may go and end up screwing someone or something over or destroying something. You may get what you seek. Okay, You may destroy this other person that you dislike. How will you feel about that? Well, some people feel fucking great afterwards. I'm not going to lie. Some people love it. Some people feel great sense of fulfillment, closure, all of that kind of thing. Other people feel, well, I've turned into a monster and I dislike it and I wish I'd never done that. But, you know, it's a difficult one because I think we're supposed to feel... Or if you believe television and stuff, you're supposed to think, well, if you do any, if you, if something evil has been done to you and you go and take revenge and do an evil thing on that, that culprit, you're no better than the culprit. But at the same time, like I've, I've actually met people with great, that have got great fulfillment out of seeing a close to that. At the same time, I've seen people that are like, I really need to abandon this because actually watching that person that did that thing to me now weep and cry and sorrow and be in such pain actually makes me feel bad even though they've done far worse to me i need to close and end this working is very very much individual craft 
which is probably why we don't have a moral code, I guess, isn't it? <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, I don't mean we as in us individually. I mean we as in like putting together a list of things we do and don't do. I think the only thing that we ever agreed on was not neg was that we not negatively affect people from multiple lifetimes. But like having people experience true pain, I don't think that we are innately opposed to that are we no some people need it <laughs> could you give an example well some people and, and this is where it gets complicated i think for some people and would probably why they would put me in the evil category um i think there is a certain amount of um growth that can be gained from negative things oh definitely it, it doesn't work for everybody um but i think living in a perfect world where nothing bad ever happens and no one ever grows um is not particularly great um you know if you were to look at a a small plant in order for it to last a lifetime um, it needs to come against the wind in order to strengthen its core. Um, those sorts of things are kind of like, you know, obviously it doesn't necessarily need a forest fire, but bearing in mind some forest fires are required in order to renew the space. So I, I don't know, it's one, it's one of those tricky things. And I think for us, it's not about morality. Um, and is more about its worthiness. So is it worthy of having the energy required to put something right? Or is there actually something to be gained out of the negative? Because um, let's face it, neither of us go necessarily chasing money or glory. Um, so... I don't know. I think that kind You've of never works. seen me in an egg and spoon race. Puts I race way. to win, Chris. I race to win, and I'm perfectly happy to cheat with one of those rubber eggs as well. So, but then these are kind of petty wars, rather than ones that matter. Okay. What's the last war you were in that mattered? <laughs> Let's be fair at that. It depends on your perspective. See, what perspective are you looking through? What goggles are you looking through today? We'll see how high up on your high horse you are today. Um, Calibrate the rest of the show in accordance. Let's just say it's pretty high at the moment. Right, well... There, there is evil and suffering in the world, and you know, is logical. There is evil and suffering in the world for a reason. Okay, so getting rid of and these people that want to get rid of pain and suffering for the world, we both see how futile that is, right? Because I'm not saying that it can't be done. I'm just saying that on that level, when dealing with that level, all you're doing is transfer, right? All you're doing is transferring that to somewhere else. Okay, so when it comes to pain and suffering, 
I think one thing that we agree with is probably that we dislike inefficiency. <laughs> yeah. So if someone's going through something and we personally don't think or cannot see it being useful in any way, shape or form, we're inclined to probably step in and do something. But at the same time, if we see that being useful, okay, in some way, shape or form to their continued development or something, we're probably the least likely to help you. Not even going to try because we agree with the suffering and pain that you're going through or the evil person. It's something that people don't understand. People think, and I've had conversations with people about like greater cosmic understanding and stuff and people get upset and they say, well, the gods or, you know, some of the religious monotheistic say, well, if God existed, how could God allow such terrible, destructive, horrible things like the little creatures that burrowing to the eyes of children and that it's like well hours is that child can understand that nature of pain you know it all adds to it to me fear and a dislike but ultimately fear in the form of trying to wipe evil out because we dislike pain you know i dislike hurt in myself if i get hurt and you know i dislike it it's not a nice experience i understand the nature of it but those people who, well, it shows if you want to wipe out pain, if you want to wipe out evil in its entirety, a lack of understanding of the nature of this universe and the various other universes that are connected to it slash stacked upon or underneath of it, depending on how you want to look at it. But there we go. I suppose that's a subject really for the Patreon, isn't it? So um, we have talked about some of the evil things that we've both done before, but I think we've only discussed them on Patreon. So I, I think we'll leave that there and not talk about... We might end up getting lynched or something. <laughs> I'm not scared of their torches. <laughs> but no, have you ever had to guide people through that step because there's an important thing I think in any witch magician magical practitioner's life where they really ha do have to come face to face with their understanding of evil the nature of evil what do they think evil is why do they think evil exists and in regards to them and their own actions so we've got people that are like oh I couldn't possibly do a bitch be gone spell. <laughs> oh, that's you. I couldn't possibly do that because it's just nasty. <laughs> oh, sorry, hay fever. And I kind of think, what makes you think that that would happen in a bad way? Why do you think that doing a spell that means that the person you dislike or have a problem with disappears from your life? What makes you think that they're going to end up in a free car pileup on the motorway or something? What makes you think that they're gonna suffer? Why can they not get a promotion or something like that? And it's, it's this, this kind of little thread of their understanding of how the universe works and really is stereotypes, which is what I dislike and what we need to push past, which is, <gasps> okay, someone needs to be gone. 
someone needs to be out of my life. I need to push someone away. And to some, pushing away is negative. And therefore, because it's a negative, it can only happen in a negative way. But realistically, if a child is drowning in a lake, pushing them out of the lake is probably the good thing. You know, it's like if you've got an enemy in work, not a frenemy, but an enemy enemy, and you both dislike each other and you're both making each other's lives hell, probably not a nice experience for either of you, right? So it may be good to remove you both from the situation or take one of you away. It doesn't necessarily have to be in a bad way. What people get confused with, I think, is this idea of revenge, this idea of that when a great bad thing happens, like say I had a wife and two kids, just imagine for a second, imagine you've got a good imagination. I've got a wife and, and two kids and some murderer breaks in at night and kills those people. What's supposed to happen is that person gets found arrested and then goes to prison and that, right? I'm not supposed to murder that person because apparently that's immoral and goes against what the justice system in this country says is supposed to happen. Right. I know it may be different in the rest of the world, but there is no eye for an eye situation. Right. Interesting. I think what we'll do is we'll delve into the eye, and, eye for an eye type thing in evil and the nature of things in the Thoth Witchcraft Patreon, because in the Thoth Witchcraft Patreon, which you can join for a small fee, we go into things in a lot more detail in the extended editions of these here No Holds Bar Witchcraft episodes. So we'll join you over there, you who are not too stingy to pay for it, right? The free pangs or whatever it is. Goodbye. Right, we're on the Patreon. Do you personally subscribe to the idea of an eye for an eye? Like I think it says in the Bible or something, in it? Make sure up. I should ask the dark pastor. She's good with Bible lore. Are you supposed to call it lore? I know the Christians dislike it when you call Christian mythology mythology, but you know, mm. biblical lore. <laughs> eye for an eye, Chris. Makes the world blind. Well, it's a balance. Well, does it make the world blind? I mean, at some point you must think, well, actually they'll probably, you know, quit, won't they? That's what the communists think, isn't it? They think, well, we've got the idea of how everything should be, and anyone that doesn't share that will just create some kind of ultimate torture suffering with the immense power we've constructed, and then everyone will live the way they should live, right? So an eye for an eye, does it make the whole world blind? Or at some point, do people adjust and think, I think stealing is bad. I think I won't steal. What if you're starving? Well, I think I'll just die of hunger rather than have my eye plucked out. But then surely it's better to have your eye plucked out and be still alive than be dead. No, don't know. Never thought of it like that. I tell you what, I'll try and starve myself, but then I'll get to the point where I'm really hungry and I just don't care anymore. I'll just steal the fucking bread. I don't know, Chris. I'm rambling. Save me. Ultimately, it's all about perception and perspective. 
no credit. <laughs> Ultimately, it's about what you can get away with. Because if I can steal the bread without losing an eye in the process or afterwards, why not steal the fucking bread? That's what just counselor's state way of thinking about life. Well, I mean, it is true that I could think, well, wait a minute, where is my allegiance here? If I was like certain tribes, feel like I'm bringing down the rest of my tribe, and I read this fascinating article, whereas part of the culture for the children of the tribe to wander at the back when the tribe are wandering, and if the old elderly can't keep up with the rest of the tribe, they get an axe and basically axe the back of their head and kill them because when the elderly become a burden on the tribe, they're to go, you know, and the elderly are accepting of that because they, when they were younger, were the kids that put the axes in the back of the other elderly's heads, you see. I thought, oh, this is fascinating. I find it very interesting to think about these kind of things. So the idea of, wait a minute, I cannot support myself. So do I deserve to be alive? Do I, I'm going to have to keep stealing bread because I cannot get a job. Do I do that? But at the same time, I kind of think, well, why can't I do that? Is because I don't want to? Or is it because no one's given me the opportunities to get a job or something? Maybe I want to and no one's employing me. I don't know, you know? Issue. Ultimately, I think, Chris, the world and nature has a way of, of figuring itself out, you know? Look at all of this global warming shit. <laughs> they say Mother Nature always wins. <laughs> She's a bit of a bitch like that. Oh, is but it maybe... a bitch? Is it really bitchy? Is it wrong? I don't know. Could you ultimately say that nature is wrong? Because nature is nature. What is wrong and what is right? Because essentially the people that disagree with nature are the ones that disagree with God or the gods and such. And they think, well, I have my say. This is how I think. If I was to die as I in a universe, that should be how it is. But then we've seen universes like that. And it's generally to the detriment of those things that are attached to those universes. Hence why they have to go and balance themselves with the universes that are opposite. Interesting. That's a high, too high a level for a lot of people listening, I'm sure. But they can ponder it, they can think about it, and you can finish what you were going to say before I interrupted. I can't remember. I think I was going to make some kind of comment about the limitations of that. Um, sometimes nature needs a helping hand. Does nature need a helping hand, or do you just think, fuck it, I'm going to fast forward to all of the boring love scenes and get to the action? Yeah. Is that like when people fast forward through the beginnings of porn? That's exactly. what I'm thinking. This is more like, Chris. I'm not thinking nature needs a hand. I'm thinking, well, actually, this is progressing at a too slower rate. I know they're going to get him. I know that they're going to... So let's just fast forward to that. And Chris gets impatient. So then he starts smiting people, don't you? All about the money shot. All about the money shot. Yeah. Oh, some of us just like it for the story, Chris. There is no story. Stop no. yourself. There is no story. Okay. So it's just money what... shot after money shot. You're one of these compilation lovers, aren't you? 
Not really, not really. No? Uh, no. I just, I'm a busy guy, that's all. I can't spend the whole afternoon generating a story. It's about being invested in the story and the characters now. I just need to check that there's actually, <laughs> just need to check that they actually thought about it. What, check that they thought about an actual story? Yeah. So you, you aren't, the, so you are the, you're not the let's just skip to halfway because that's normally when the good stuff starts to happen. You're more of a no, let's fast forward so I can make sure that something was happening is not just blank space. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also, I want to know where, where it's going. I need to know the plot. Um, if it's just, if it's just going to be, you know, two hours of foreplay um that's fine if it's in irl but not really when i'm having to voyeur it through <coughs> right well it's nice that in real life if you were to let's say entertain someone that <laughs> there may be some starter and there's not just to the main course Oh, no, there's nothing worse than that. <laughs> right, okay, then. So does being evil have a price? I think uh, there is such a thing as, you know... Um, I think having morals comes with a price. Well, I think that some of... The, okay, so the, some of the most expensive things I've ever bought are principles <laughs> and time. Yes. Probably the two most expensive things or the two most things that you will fucking pay heavily for are principles and time. Okay. Principles, I've seen principles cost people everything, literally the world. I've seen people lose everything they have and everyone they have due to their principles, which is fascinating and interesting given that principles are they really a tangible thing? Well, no, they're not a tangible thing. But there we go. Does being evil have a price? Well, there is such a thing as something happens and then something else happens, which is not so much one of these like hermetic laws type things or these laws of the universe, but it kind of is to a certain extent. It is, uh, if you're going to do something, there will be consequences to that. But are those consequences going to be always negative? Well, not necessarily. So does being evil have a price? Possibly. But that price might be really fucking cheap and you might think you've got a good deal. <laughs> I think a lot of the time, the problem will come when people don't see the price tag. And to that, I say, you need to start getting mentored by us so that we can help increase your psychic development so you can see the consequences of your actions before you start to take action. You see, because it's all about looking into the future. That's a very important thing. Look into the future. Some people have started to weave that into their spellcast and they thought, wait a minute, I'm doing some random spell that I want to make happen something and I don't know whether it's going to happen or whether this spell will even work, let alone work in the way I want it to work. Maybe I'll start thinking about incorporating some, I don't know, foresight into this. Very important. Don't know how we got onto that. Evil. Evil deeds. 
ultimately though it's one of those things if you're hoping that the universe is the one that's going to fix everything then that's something you're going to be disappointed about um because the universe don't give a shit what i would mention is once you get good at doing something everybody's interested in you doing that for them so mm. you know if you come really good at killing and actually what this cycle requires is people killing then you're going to be highly sought after during this um during this cycle um you know if you want to be the world's best hitman um then potentially there's going to be no consequences <laughs> for all that process um because that that's what's required and that's the thing i think that's what people get confused about if, if there's a purpose that tends to be more overriding than the morality um because if it's not serving a purpose then there's more likely something to occur negatively or at least what you would view like negatively not not you liam but like you know people with morals well i don't might not have morals but i have some ethical standards and guidelines and stuff the problem is they do change on a regular basis depending on my mood i suppose my mood is what governs how far i'm prepared to go in terms of evil or good but then that is even balanced because i don't like doing nasty stuff all the time i get bored of it and then i go out of my way to do nice stuff because that's what brings me pleasure it's all about the variety for me I think that is why I have a balanced nature is because I get too bored doing the same thing all the time, even though sometimes being destructive and troublesome is fun. Other times it gets boring. So I go and do lovey dovey kind of magics and nicey nicey things for people. I cannot be stuck. You see, I just like being stuck. The whole beauty to a certain extent of being sealed in a human meat suit is the fact that you aren't stuck it's the fact that this is although a very physical stagnant crystallized place there is movement just movement in a very different way than in other areas of the cosmos i should say i suppose that makes sense makes sense in my head for me it's all about flow if things don't flow I feel the need to change things so that they can flow again. I'm not very good at this, with the stagnantness of things. It needs to all be moving. You just like a boring storyline. So when there's this utopian, I don't know, Atlantis or something like that, then you're the first to basically destroy it. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> not necessarily destroy but complicate. Okay. Because water is the most exciting when it's being, you know, moved around with energy. Um, if it's just sat there, there's nothing, nothing more boring than a still glass of water. Right, okay. Nothing more boring than a still glass of water. Remind me never to get you one of those crystal paperweight things, you know, which has got like the liquid bubbles inside that do not move. That's probably your idea of hell, isn't it? Very much so. Okay. 
So, Evil, we have one or two people that we mentor that take a disliking to evil. And it's not so much evil in general. They would, if they you said is evil good or bad, they would say evil's this, I just disgust, I find evil disgusting, I dislike this, I dislike that. Pretty much from what I can tell thus far, most of what they get triggered by dislike severely are things that are relevant to their life story. They're things that they've come across, things that have happened to them, bloody blah, blah, things that they've seen, things that have left an impact. So this idea of um, out of the box likes and dislikes, I'd say that there is something there, that it is a thing, but what is more important to explore, right? Because a lot of people, psychologists and such would probably say well you know these various things that have affected you in your life that's the things to explore okay you should be exploring those things that trauma you know you dislike creepy old men that wear macs you know these yellow raincoats because of a certain incident you had when you got off the bus too early when you were a kid and some strange man said get in my car i'll take you home and he did not take you home right? That kind of thing causes trauma, triggers, dislike. You may have a dislike for Max, men in yellow Max. You may have a dislike for paedophilia. I don't know. It may be something that's there that is based on some trauma or something that you've had that is part of your personality. You may think, I'm going to go out there and kill all of the people that wear Max, all of the people that are like pedos and shit. And they might think that that's noble work and such. But you can see why, because this affected them. There's a certain layer layer of a certain amount of control to a certain extent. If you're the one that is going and destroying pedophiles like Hitler destroyed, tried to destroy Jewish people, you know, if you're going to be the one to go out there and do that, maybe it gives you your life's purpose. Maybe you feel good about it. At the same time, what about these out of the box things that people think are right or wrong or evil or not because i don't know because there's this idea of this conscious thing you know that thing that you're supposed to feel or hear i don't fucking know maybe all the spirits i speak to are just too loud but i cannot hear this conscience thing people go on about and uh this thing that all humans apparently should feel or think is right and think is wrong you know things like murder and stuff like that apparently all humans are supposed to think that that's bad which i'm not entirely sure whether that's the case because there are a lot of humans that are murderers <laughs> and seem to quite like it so is there anything that you're aware of that you can think of off the top of your head that all humans innately share in the form of ideas of evil or even um. good I think, I think all humanity share a need for justification. So they're not happy with, well, that just happened because, um, like there needs to be a, well, why did that happen? Patterns of um, understanding. That's how they kind of have to. They have to understand why something happened. Um, mm. a bad thing. Might can't just have happened it has to be somebody's fault um or something 
fault. Everything has to have happened for a reason. And I'm like, well, sometimes just bad shit happens. Um, they kind of like this concept that there is an algorithm and that the good things that happen over here have positive content and have positive effects. Those on the bad list will see their, see their comeuppance. All of these kind of moralistic attributes, I think, are out of a need to understand why. Um, I think it's overbalanced over the need to know how. Because mm. I think you a lot of it is, oh, well, how do you do that? Or what do I need to do to do differently? Or, you know, how, how, we're, we're obsessed with the, um, the who's and the when's and the where's. Um, we're very rarely interested in the why, yeah. other than from a psychological point of view. I do like, I do like seeing why people do things the way that they do. But to me, that's still part of what makes them there. Not actually because I want a, um, a a result or a, an understanding in that sense. I want to know how to make it happen again if I wanted it to happen again. And um, you know what I mean? Like to me, it's down to the nuts and bolts of why is a person like that or why does a person you know why does that person feel the need to after killing someone um to go and bathe in their blood like it's kind of interesting um and actually enjoying that part i know i could have gone with something simple like why does someone have to switch that light switch on and off three times before they leave a room um there's comfort in repetition in understanding what what or why something happens. But for me, it's only so I can repeat the process or stop the process from happening. It's not really got a moralistic or a consequence point of view. Um, I'm not all that interested in consequences, shall we say. Some people would be worried, I think, because we have to when we mentor people make them confront their own morality and their own ethical standards and, and people rarely realistically properly do this and I think some people are scared because in in some occult training uh, I think Crowley did some somewhat iffy things order of nine angles I believe did some rather dodgy things, Temple of Set, I think, all of these modern idiots try to confront you by forcing you to do stuff that you dislike. So if you are not someone that likes murder, they would say, well, you actually, you need to go and murder someone because you dislike that, so you need to do it, you know? We, I don't think, really take that approach. What we do is we sit down and try to establish why. We always try to establish why do you feel that? Why don't you feel that? And what we will do when people are wanting to accomplish a work is that it, I think for success, the work needs to take the root of what the person in question wants. 
So we think of these bitch con spells and stuff and we think about, well, they kind of take the root of naturally how the practitioner that cast it normally would want that to happen. So if you've got a nasty person or someone that like just like smiting people and killing people, then the chances are that person, that bitch that's got to be gotten rid of will probably die. But if it's not, then they're a nicey-nicey person that they might inherit a load of money and retire early, you know? There's lots of weird different things. But in terms of addressing these, we have to push people's ethics and morality because a lot of the time that can be what holds people back. It's not about you all need to be evil and be able to do evil things. It's more about not understanding where your obstacles are. Because for many, the obstacles are actually their ethics, morality and stuff. They want to accomplish something, but the spell is not working out because they're not doing it in a way that their true self or inner parts of themselves are happy with. So it puts a stop on that. I've seen that time and time again, where, you know, you get someone and they're really angry and they really dislike this person. They want to do a killing curse and yet it just always seems to misfire, backfire. But then really at the cause of it, at the root of it, is because they don't really want to kill the person. They're very angry and they want to cause a lot of destruction and chaos. But that specific route they took, it wasn't going to work out because they don't want to kill them more than they do want to kill them. So why it doesn't work out and the only way that you get through these obstacles are actually by and trying to work out well consciously I want this my blood's boiling and I'm seething and there's a lot of energy and I know in the moment I really want this person dead but actually they don't and that's the thing and there's a big disconnection between the inner core and the uh I suppose emotional state that people are in it's normally very emotional people they get, can get carried away with certain works. And these are the people that sometimes do spells accidentally. But there's a very interesting caveat to that and a very interesting point because I've met people that do spells accidentally that they didn't mean to do. But then when they've tried to go and do that later, they can't do the same thing. Where does that come from? Well, you need to fucking diagnose that, don't you, you people? And how do you diagnose it? One of the reasons, or one of the ways to diagnose it is, did you even want to do the spell in the first place? Because very often, real spells that get done accidentally are normally ones where you actually want <laughs> that thing to happen. And you just say you don't want to happen. You, just, you didn't want it to happen because afterwards, you think, well, that's not like me. But actually, Chris, Yes, because some of the disgusting, most evil people I've ever met have been the New Age, Love and Lighty people. In fact, the people that do truly the most evil in the world are often people that think they are morally right and morally justified. They're the scariest people, which you'll find a lot of them on the far left these days. <laughs> Why to frighten so much? Um, just kind of picking up on what you were saying there is obviously I find that part fascinating in the sense that people will go well I can't get this to work and the reason is, is a lot of the time is and it's a hard thing for people to get over 
is this self-doubt. Mm. But they don't actually believe they're capable of doing any of these things. Um, which is why people's spells become so hit or miss is often because they don't actually believe they have the power to do it. Um, and it is hard to practice when you're looking down your nose at your own practice. So, you know, um, and it, those big moral things, which is why it's, you know, interesting for us and so important for us to understand someone's ethics and their boundaries is because there are some things you can't get past mm. without removing them. Um, you know, and it doesn't matter how te technically solid you are. Um, that is coming from you. You are the one manipulating it. Um, you are the one in the driving seat. So, you know, I find these ten these sorts of people that don't really believe in themselves, etc., are often the ones that end up joining covens um, and are only able to perform great magic as a group. And it's because it overrides their individual need. Yeah. Um, and therefore the, the the choices of the group um, overpower. Like <laughs> someone that would say, well, I really want that person dead. I will get you a gun and I will drive you there and I will watch out and make sure no one comes in the room, but you need to pull the trigger because I can't do it myself. It's very interesting. And there's yeah. a lot of, like you've highlighted with Covens, I've seen this in working groups, um, but which can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing because it is one way, an old fashioned way of overcoming, trying to do something that you yourself cannot do morally. But at the same time, you combining together with other people, depending on how that magic is being done, and a lot of the time in some of these modern groups, I tell you, it's a, it's a wonder they can manifest anything. Most of the time, of course, they can. But because you've got such a weak pull of what is actually going on, you've got these various practitioners that are so, say, coming together to do the same thing. And they all want different things, right? Mm. And it has been explored as and has been identified as a problem in some of these new age, uh, sorry, neo-pagan blog posts and stuff like that and ideas of all these energies of pagans and raising energy to do combat big global issues and stuff like that and you kind of think this has happened many times before and it doesn't tend to go very well and the idea of the weakness here with wait a minute why is a group of 10 why do you need to raise a group of a thousand pagans to do one spell on some evil dictator when one witch will do. One proper witch could do that. It doesn't take hundreds or thousands. It really just takes one to be able to do it. They just need the power to be able to do it. And a lot of the people that are not self-empowered and the people that are not very adept when it comes to magical practice and have been poorly schooled by this new agey school of magic. I'm sure there is specific new agey schools of magic, but I'm saying in general nowadays, the type of magical schooling that there is, is no wonder a lot of this has bred weak magical practitioners that want cookie cutter morality 
and yeses and nos and greater goods and great evils and all of this idea which much like some of our good Christian friends because a lot of them used to be our good Christian friends just want to be told what to do and what to believe and what's right and what's wrong takes a special type of person to stand up on their own but there we go that's it for this edition of the no horse bar witchcraft podcast if you'd like to name an episode then you can message me or chris and you can say liam and chris i've got a brilliant name for an episode i don't know what the fuck it's gonna be on but here's the name i'm sure we could make something up chris couldn't we always yes always so there we go uh goodbye everyone